everything has both like it's like your greatest strength is your greatest weakness your ego has great strengths too but it has crazy weaknesses also when you want to manifest welcome to the have it all podcast i'm elon ferdman and along with my brother guy we're satori prime We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. So a lot of what we're talking about is like knowing your truth right? Mm -hmm. Is that what we could call it? Absolutely. It's no matter what circumstance you choose to be in, whether it's relationship, career, um, money, family, is that to find, it's like the internal compass of what, what is the next step to take? Not necessarily what's the next 10 steps. Cause I mean, at the way time is moving right now, yeah. 10 steps ahead is like just Focus, like, yeah, I've got to focus on, focus on one thing at a time. Focus on the ancient revenue. Yeah. <laughs> so that in any situation, it's just to really get the answers from within. Um, maybe you could talk about the, the reasoning why that and not external. Um, well, I'll give an example. I'll give an analogy. So if we start looking, I'm not saying not to plan into the future, because actually the higher you raise your gaze mm -hmm. towards the future, the more your choices you make right now will be impacted by that future. Right, like reverse engineering. Yeah. And so I actually do believe in like both a, a short-term creation and a long-term creation, because if you don't have a long-term creation, you'll make a lot of uh, choices right now based on what's good for you right now, which actually might be detrimental to what's good for you down the line. It's a paradox. It's a total paradox. <laughs> Um, but so let's look at it this way. If there's, if we want to travel a mile, I don't remember the math, but it's like 63,360 inches or something like that. So that's a lot to travel. If you focus on the mile in front of you, it's a lot like if we, if I put you in a car at nighttime, there is a light beam that the car is projecting, right? And that might be 50 feet or 50 yards, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And the way that most people live their lives, it's, they're so focused on the destination and where they want to get to that. It's like they drive the 50 feet. And because they, they don't trust that there's more road in front of them, mm -hmm. they stop and they conjecture about whether there's another 50 feet in front of them. And that, again, that kills the velocity. Like in a car, you don't think about every 50 feet. You just trust that the road is going to continue to unveil itself at nighttime. Okay. Right? So you keep your, fir you keep your foot firmly planted on the, on the gas and you literally trust that the road will keep unfolding itself, even though it's actually not part of your, in your existence or your reality that the road is there. How the fuck do you know there's going to be more road? Okay. Right. So imagine like living your life that way where you always have your foot on the gas. You're always looking towards the future. You're no, you're always in, you're always in intuitive action. Yes. Okay. You're always in intuitive action, meaning you don't stop and assess mm -hmm. and conjecture and talk about and like, you know, what we do with our friends where we're like trauma sharing and trying to fucking dissect like every fucking second. Who gives a fuck? Because it's all just, it's all conjecture and opinions with a finite mind trying to deal with an infinite spectrum of possibilities. This thing has no fucking clue. So it is in your best interest to understand the phenomenology and ontological presence that when you just trust and keep taking action. Keep doing that inch in front of you and just do that in the next inch and the next inch. 
that neck provide you with the next inch. If you start thinking about all the inches at the same time, it overwhelms and frustrates the brain. Yes. Because it just can't. It can't deal with all that stuff. And then you take yes. no action at all. Then you spend your time thinking. Yes. And then you think that thinking is being an action, even though it's not creating any action. So I'm sure a lot of you guys who are watching this, it's like, how long have you spent thinking about working on your fucking dreams or quitting that job or traveling the world or being in the perfect relationship as if like some assessment in time is going to give you enough information to give you the perfect action to take <laughs> to make that happen instead of just starting to take fucking action and watching as the universe provides you with experiences to bring that desire into reality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Clear? That. And then also, the way I live that paradox... Please. ...is by having my vision in place. That no matter what these inches look like, I can see them leading towards the totally. vision. And sometimes the vision evolves. Mm -hmm. I'm listening for that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I totally... It took me a while <laughs> to like... So I was that. like... Get all the ducks in the I'm trying to apply this to my life right now. Yeah. Um, and I get it now. Yeah, cool. So, inch by inch, totally... Instead of living from the mind, living through the body's conscious awareness. Which does include the mind sometimes. It does. And, well, we can talk about that after. I want to unpack this a little bit first. Uh, the mind will get on board later on. Like, what I'm noticing now for me is that, the, first of all, my mind went omnipositive. Yes. For the first time in my life. Like, maybe like a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Feedback I get from my thoughts is no longer negative. Where usually it's all for survival-based thinking. Like, don't do this, you're not good enough, don't okay. go over there, no, 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 like very typical stuff. I mean, I've had that my whole life. Mm -hmm. That led me to depression and suicide and anger spats and all sorts of things. Yeah. Now it's literally gotten enough evidence through my body to seeing yes. so much synchronicity happen yes. that my, my mind has gotten on board going, holy fuck, we create magic, this is amazing. So it's step aside and stop being so concerned with survival. Right. I will give a, relinquish my power over the body because it's literally like it's enslaving the body more or less. Right. And it's like it believes it's the true master when the heart is the true master. Mm -hmm. And now because it's watching the heart manifest, it's going, oh, wow, you, you kind of know what you're doing down there. Right. So so it starts playing a supportive role that when my heart is creating, it's already like it's manifesting along with it and creating context and paradigms where before it was working against me. Okay. So it was like my body was going in one direction, my mind was going the other, and it was fucking with my channel, and I wasn't a clear channel, so things weren't coming through. I think now the reason I'm channeling entities and beings and all that stuff is because my mind is like, no, no, that's real. Like, it's like so on board that it just like, I get chakra alignment right away. My whole body, my mind, my spirit is all uh, vibrating at a similar frequency, and things are just like happening like magic. Woo! Okay, so... Um, here's something super interesting. We're going to get into the conversation of, uh, body intelligence yeah. and we're calling it, um, being your truth. Yeah. Like noticing what truth feels like and choosing to be that. Mm -hmm. How does that sound? Great. Okay. So noticing what your truth feels like in your body and choosing to be that truth. And I love the, those words that I'm choosing because that's what I've noticed. It's like, I can feel my truth in my body. Am I going to choose it? Mm. Sometimes I don't. Mm. I'm committed to choosing my own truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I just want to start off by saying body intelligence. There's a really cool tool out there called human design. Mm -hmm. I would recommend if you're curious about it to know how you are specifically designed with this tool. Go and Google human design and get a free uh, chart of how you are designed. 
and it could be pretty advanced for the for people who have never seen this before. But the way I was telling God, the way that I use this is to see what parts of a person's body are defined, are open, because that shows me a lot about how they can feel their right. own truth and how they experience um, being, how they experience love, how they experience um, taking on new concepts and, and creating in the world. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So just for you, if you want to know what your human design is, I would suggest you use it from, you look at it from a lens of how do I create and how do I actually take in intuitive information? Mm. How do I feel my truth? Because the way that Guy feels his truth is probably very different from the way I feel my truth. Yeah. I've actually looked at our charts um, and they are very different. Yeah. Like you're more, you're more defined up here. Yes. I'm defined here. Yeah. And you're also defined here. Not and then now, also maybe. in my heart. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because like for you, it's like, right, if you're defined here, of course, you're having like multidimensional experiences. This is like the access point to that. And then here's difficult because this is not well defined. This right. Is, this I'm is completely like, open yeah. right here, meaning I'm getting information all day long. And I don't know if it's mine or somebody else's and it's flooding in. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it's been a crazy ride for me, but yeah. not everybody has that problem yeah. or that, what would you call it? It's not a problem and it's not really crazy. It's just, this is like, that's your gift. That's where you vibrate. That's your natural self-expression. Like for me, yes. I just started tapping into that world because this is becoming well-defined. And now, like now that's starting to happen to me. And so I'm like coming to Lauren for guidance because that's like her realm of mastery. And I'm like, all right, well, let's talk about your experiences because I don't have, when you start having experiences that are new, you don't have language mm -hmm. for it yet. So you have no distinctions. And because of that, you're actually limited in access yeah. because you need the specialized terminology in order to give you uh, greater access to everything. Like masters, you know, when you master something, you have all the subtleties down and those are like the little things that make all the difference. So just talking to her again, it's like, I don't need to really understand what she's saying, but the conversation is activating cellular memory is activating yeah. DNA for me. And it's like self recognizing the truth. As I'm going to see it through my experience, and then I'm like, oh, Lord, I know exactly what you're talking about mm -hmm. now. Even though on the sensational level, I might be feeling it differently. You said I might be receiving, not like you're receiving. And then we can be like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm kind of having those experiences too. And this is interesting and keep growing that. It's a fun mirror. Yeah, absolutely. I am fascinated with um, having conversations with people about how they take in intuitive information, mm -hmm. helping them find language for their experiences. Um, and helping them feel new parts of their body, different types of truth for them. I'm just fascinated with that. Yeah. It's like, it's like walking through a museum of people and, and really it's, it's like me in a candy store for me. So I went to this 10 day retreat and I got to learn what it was like to feel the deepest sensations in my body. And I, I can't fully explain what the experience was about, but it essentially taught me how to distinguish a sensation in my body, whether it's a tapping, a spasming, a stretching, a twisting, like a throw up feeling or a joyful feeling yeah. and separate that from story. Mm. Because when I was feeling these things in my body, I was like obsessing about yeah. my relationships. Like, Oh my God, he's going to leave me. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I'm such a bad girlfriend. Oh my God. My family's going to get hit by a truck. Oh my God. And like, yeah. I was noticing my mind, mm -hmm. this part that guy talks about that isn't like that we don't have control over. Mm -hmm. It's it's like the part in our brains that is just trying to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. um, trying to notice all of the threats in our world. And it's creating psychosomatic issues. I was just about yeah. to say psychosomatic. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to be able to feel 
this feeling in my stomach. My mind could call it the feeling of being trapped. And I have felt trapped in my childhood many mm. times. Mm. I noticed that sometimes in relationships, I would also feel that. And it's like, this has nothing to do with the relationship. What is this really about? And then in Vipassana, I've got to feel that trapped feeling. And also in Vipassana, you're 10 days in this place. You can leave, but if you're committed to it, you don't leave. Yeah, it's Hotel California. It's like, for me, I would say some people love it. Some people don't love yeah. it. I felt like I was in a freaking prison. I loved it. It was like, oh, that's was, great. Was, you, was, have a, you have a good version. It was, it was, heaven, on earth. It was heaven on earth for me. <laughs> yeah. So for me, and just based off of my stories, I felt like I was in a freaking prison and I'm like, I'm dedicated to being in a prison. And on the seventh day, I started feeling, I started noticing my mind trying to come up with ways to leave. And I'm like, I'm going to get up at two o'clock on the break <laughs> and I'm going to sneak in. Like my whole mind is doing this while we're in the silent meditation. I'm like, I'm going to sneak in to the lunchroom and I'm going to pick lock the door that has my phone in it. I'm going to get my damn phone. I'm going to get my keys and I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to fucking leave. And then I noticed this in my stomach and I'm like, Oh, what is this? And I'm like, okay, that's a story. I'm like, let's actually just be here and present with the sensation. Yes. And then without adding or removing anything. from Yes. It. Yeah. And then it rose and got bigger and bigger. So imagine having a sugar craving and not eating sugar, mm. just sitting in that discomfort. Mm. This is the same thing as being trapped or having a sexual like arousal. You just got to feed it right yeah. now. There's no way to fix the addiction. It's like addiction. Yeah. Addiction. This is, I was addicted to feeling trapped. Mm. Um, so this like, and then normally what I would do in my life is find a way to make me feel, not feel that or override it. Right. So, um, to not feeling trapped, I actually don't know what I would do to feed that, but here sitting in the meditation, I, it got to such a big point to where I literally thought I was going to die. Mm. Like despair. Like, I don't know how I can handle this sensation any longer in my body. And the moment at which I thought I just couldn't take anymore, it went just disappeared. disappeared from my entire life. Mm -hmm. And it was bliss, mm -hmm. pleasure, bliss, love, relief, joy of remembering that that was so fucking temporary and it wasn't me. Mm. And because you fully went into it. Yeah. You, you let the whole process take place without adding or removing anything to it. And the universal truth that you guys should look at or want to look at or invite you to look at is uh, everything in this universe is just rising and passing, mm -hmm. right? It just, everything is born and dying. So all energy that in life is just moving through the illusion of permanence comes from our attachment and craving, mm -hmm. the stories that we build around it, why I want it, why I don't want it, the mm -hmm. resistance we add, the attachment, you know, like the travel to it. When you uh, consciously choose out of craving and aversion and you just view everything like she just said which is just just observing a sensation if you observe it long enough however it chooses to come up yeah whether it's positive or, or negative or however you contextualize it it will pass it's biology that's why i want to like really hit home this is a biological phenomenon mm -hmm. uh that we could say is spiritual in context the outcome here that we're also not attached to is essentially deprogramming those deepest levels of addiction mm -hmm. that are, that are like being dispersed everywhere mm -hmm. in our life mm -hmm. and me feeling trapped and trying to numb that out. I was recreating situations of feeling trapped in my life mm -hmm. instead of just deprogramming that, that sensation. And I'll tell you in the moment that it, right before it did hit, 
I was like, get out of here, I need to get out of here, I need to get out of here, please just get me out of here, I'm trapped, I, you know? Yeah. And then I sat in it, I was committed, and it just poof, dissipated. Yeah. And so, um, I will say, this is the base level of body intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, it's And it's just like emotional intelligence, uh, mental, like it, it, mental intelligence, mm -hmm. relational intelligence. Body intelligence is what Guy and I are talking about, it, and... In my truth, where I get all of my answers from, that's where it starts. So if I am paying attention to the sensations, to where I might need to be, um, or I might have the opportunity to deprogram something in myself, it gives more room for me to feel the sensations that I'm being inspired by so that I can create from, from um, so my body has more space to create with inspiration. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like two. Th well, just to say this, like two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. Exactly. So, so if there's a story in place where the sensation is occurring, then there's no room for new programming there. It's the moment that you give up mm -hmm. that story. So it's like if you think about it, every thought you have is a neuro is a neuronal pathway that's firing, right? And when it gets to the end of that neuronal pathway, it wants to make a connection with what is in front of you to create more evidence. When you give up the craving and aversion, it gets to the end and it doesn't create a new connection and it goes, oh, okay. And then it actually will, the more you sit in that space, it'll actually start unraveling all those neuronal connections. And then you're suddenly in these situations in your life where normally you'd be super activated like around your parents or like around your job or something like that. And you have no response at all. It's, it really, it feels magical. And maybe appreciation and yeah. compassion. It's like, wow, how cool would that be? Mm -hmm. More connection, yeah. more authentic, beautiful connection, no mm -hmm. matter what the other person is experiencing. Mm -hmm. And then and just to just speak into a little bit more. So when that story is no longer in place, it's like, if you have an energy field and inside your energy field, there's like a certain amount of space that you get to create. It's just mm -hmm. this field. All stories you have are taking place in that energy field. We can measure thought, we can measure language, right? And as a frequency, it as an energy. So it's like, you're basically like pulling that conversation out and like kind of throwing it back into the ether. And now you have this like empty space inside this energy field. So now is your opportunity then to now you get to say, Mm -hmm. Right, and you get to feel more accurately to really in enhance that. But you get to say, and what you say now goes into that energy field, and now that becomes your new reality. Once you start coming back down into the body, and now programming that in at the sensational level mm -hmm. is where you start aligning the chakras and all the five senses yeah. to it, and like the belief goes into the subconscious. Now you literally vibrate there, so it's like. While you're taking a shit, you're vibrating there. While yeah. you're while you're fucking, you're vibrating there. While you're eating, you're vibrating there. While you're doing everything, you're vibrating there. So there's no other outcome that can possibly happen. Like it's gonna arise as it arises, but now you are literally magnetizing that new reality to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you really want to look at your shit, I would suggest that this the sensations of your body is the perfect place to start. Mm -hmm. It's like having the context in which you teach to people of like a lot of the landmark stuff, getting back to blank slate mm -hmm. of knowing what happened and what you made it mean. Mm -hmm. I would suggest to really start with the, the whole bodily sensations and the body intelligence conversation. I would say that conscious languaging mm -hmm. training is a top down approach. Okay. It's mind down to heart. Mm -hmm. It will get you there with time. Um, the sensational level 
level is the Padma approach. Right. It's like, so you can like, if, if you're looking at a tree and consciousness is the leaves and roots is the subconscious. Mm -hmm. So when you do like sensational work, it's like root work. You're just uprooting stuff. Yeah. Now that root work is going to take a while till it becomes conscious because the tree is going to fall. And the last thing that hits the ground is the leaves where yeah. your consciousness is with consciousness. It's like, you get to the tree, you get to the leaves, then you get to the branches, then you get to the bark, and you kind of dig up a little bit of the roots, but you're never really at the root level because languaging and thought is never at the root level. Sensation is the roots. Okay, yeah. so I, I love that. I hope you guys heard that. And I would recommend you rewind and <laughs> because I'm going to offer another perspective. Awesome. Hit it. I'm seeing the human design right here and how Guy is all up here and I am all down here. Mm -hmm. The root level shit works for me first. Right. Start here, which is what I said. That's magical. When I start here, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, and and I and I flipped my script. Yeah. So like like my programming, my my natural genetic programming has been that, and now I'm just like you. Like I see all the power in the root mm -hmm. because I so trust in subconscious reprocessing yeah. that I get that there's a sensation. I don't need to understand anything at all. So I just allow the imprinting to happen. And then I, I just observe and I know that it will reveal itself in my life as it starts unpacking and unfolding itself. Mm -hmm. And then that's where I start applying like conscious languaging to it because that gives me right. direct access to it moment by moment mm -hmm. where like the sensation is like when I notice it's there, but in language, it's always fucking there. Right. So like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm like root work and then up to the mind. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have a little hypothesis that to start with conscious languaging may not work for some people because it might be a little too like, like logical. I've seen it both ways. I've seen people start with the heart work. Uh -huh. I think then they have a problem with integration because they don't have, they don't understand languaging and distinction work. Distinction work. to work totally. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. They, so they don't know how to empower themselves by creating empowered distinctions. So they're having the right sensational experiences. Like people do ayahuasca, but have mm -hmm. no other training. They don't integrate well. Right. They get blasted wide open. They fucking see God. They see all of it. And then they don't know what to do with it at That's all. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Two years ago when I was blasted open and being in my emotions and associating myself with them and just trying to feel better. And then I learned the context yeah. of the languaging. So I get that. And I think it creates frustration for people because they don't know how to sustain the transformation they just experienced. Yes. It's like a spark and yeah. then they, they go right back to the way they were because they don't understand how to apply simple processes that mm -hmm. create... Uh, like 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 foundation for transformation to keep existing in their life and then they're like oh they doubt the experience and they go back right. to the way they were right so for if you really want to look at your shit my truth is that you start with um the uh the context and the languaging the foundational alongside the bodily sensations yeah stuff. both and i also want to introduce like a little bit of a step-by-step -step thing that i think that you already do and i just quickly like heard and wrote down okay. is that to be really applicable, help people apply this whole conversation to their life is to start. Like if, if you want to go into this journey, if you are in this journey and you may be having a hard time, like what the hell's going on? There's so much chaos. I've learned personally that if my environments in my life aren't set up in a way that allow me to fully thrive, it's very difficult for me to do this work. Yep. So, for instance, um, when I was uh, last year working for myself as an entrepreneur, I was having all these money things going on and just not feeling secure in my life. It was triggering all this stuff for me, and it was really great for me. But in the end, I just I was ready to make a choice to not have money problems anymore. Yeah. I, I understood that I, there was something in my environment that I was ready to shift. 
to really um, provide the quote-unquote safety that I just needed as a human being, survival, right? Maslow's hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did that. I did that last November, and I've been in um, a career environment that's been so thriving for me. And now it's where I'm being in such high performance every day in my job in order for be, for me to be my best in my job. I'm aware that I would like to set up my, my romantic relationship that helps me thrive more. Mm-hmm. Um, my money situation, my mm-hmm. money story, how does, how is that going to help me thrive in my performance for my, my purpose in mm-hmm. this world? Mm-hmm. My friendships, mm-hmm. I've like really focused the people that I hang out with. Cause I, I know what I'm going to get from them and, and I, I'm not interested in like bringing new people in. That's just for me where I am right now. That helps me thrive more in my job. So environments is number one. I think a lot of people that come to me to tell me about their life, they're like, I have this purpose and I want to build it. Why is it so hard for me to build it? And no I'm like, support. well, let's look at the environments in your life. Yeah. Like what have you set up? And they're like, well, you know, I'm working for myself and I'm only making $500 a month. I can barely pay rent. I'm like, okay, well, how do you expect to really feel expanded in, in your purpose work if you're, you're, there's so much chaos around your money? It's like, do you have options to get more money? Yes. Is one of those options getting a job somewhere? Sometimes it's yes. Yeah. And sometimes there's like a pride issue there. Like, oh, I'm not going to do that because yeah. I'm going to succeed as it's an entrepreneur. Backwards for people. And that's fine. Yeah. But I, I have seen people go into jobs. I went into a job and it actually ended up being super aligned and amazing to my purpose. Um, so environments, number one. And, and just to speak to that, so what you're talking about is flow states is create, is creating, um, circumstances around you that push you towards, uh, a higher level mm-hmm. of consciousness, which is like puts you in a productive state. So it could be things that challenge you daily. Um, you know, if you have an environment that's knowable, like predictable all the time, mm-hmm. you're not in a flow state. Like flow, like flow states happen in like the mystery, in the mystery and the challenges yeah. of like facing down and leaning into unknown, right? And like and grappling with that all the time. And when you say flow state, do you mean the neurological, biological state that someone like the Flow Genome Project is talking about, or yeah. are you talking about something the, it else? It is the Flow Genome Project. Okay. So like you know uh, when a guy goes base jumping and jumps off a cliff, yes, because it's highly unpredictable to the brain, it instantly goes into flow state. So when we think of like extreme sport athletes as adrenaline junkies, they're not; they're flow hackers. Right. And what happens to those guys is they basically go to like almost like a Buddha consciousness for like mm-hmm. a few days. And this is why like many of the guys who like climb big mountains are scared of heights. Yes. But that's what enlists uh, like it like brings on the sensation of flow and what ha- ends up happening is it's like that's like aligning your chakras and becoming a clear channel you start receiving so much information through the data stream at one time mm-hmm. and almost everyone's experiences because if you've been in a car accident you immediately go into a flow state which i have so, been. right so flow state will dilate time mm-hmm. which is why everything seems to slow down like when you're in a car accident like you're gonna make like a fucking cup of coffee while that's happening you're like all right let me get the coffee even like you can do so much stuff. It just occurs like you have like all this time right. to like deal with things. Um, and, and that's a very real phenomenon. Right. So in our day to day, it's prudent to put consciousness on how do I create an environment around me that allows me to access flow state as much as possible. Right. Yeah. I totally align with that. So in my life, I will say that I have set up all my environments to help me thrive in my career. 
And one thing that I've been contemplating and really learning a lot more and more about are my own flow states. Um, cause it's a state, right? And it's like, I, I only know of a few people who can constantly live in what we call a flow state. Well, you were talking about like, you don't want new people in your life right now. So part of what we could say is the people you surround yourself with. So like you can have two kinds of friends, okay. Right. Or two kinds of people in your life. You could have the people who view you through your past mm -hmm. and don't forgive or let go and allow for transformation to consistently occur. Because however your people listen to you, you're immediately that person to them, mm -hmm. right? And you can't show up differently. So the other way is to have people who listen to you through your commitments mm -hmm. versus listening to you through your past. So what they're doing is your future creating together who you are, mm -hmm. and they're literally holding space in the container for that to show up. So by having like a by understanding that you're going to be the outcome of the people you spend your time with, you could say as long as the people around you are committed to listening to you through your commitments, well, what you're going to end up having is a circumstance where we don't allow out of integrity for one another because the integrity is the workability that allows that commitment to come forth. Mm -hmm. So you can have friends that like you guys trauma share. Most friends are, are friendships are sort of like this. I won't call you out on your shit if you won't call me out on mine. And that's how we choose our friends. And we both know what our shit is, but we never actually talk about it. Or you could have uh, conversations and commitment to relationships where you do. If like I said, something out of integrity and you know our friend, our peer group, we do this all the time for each mm -hmm. other. If we see something out of alignment, we'll be like, hey, is it okay if I share this with you? And it's very safe and we yeah. trust each other that we're like doing it or we're saying it for our highest self. Like there's something to be provided here. And as long as we're willing to like internalize that, it's like, again, it's opening up a pathway for you. Right. So we're consciously choosing people around us. For me. Um, there are some people who come to me and say, I'm trying to create this in my life. It's not happening. And I'm like, okay, let's look at your environments. Have you set up all your environments that help you? Thrive? And I said that about 10 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so for instance, if you are living in a home where there are people who treat you in a way that maybe, how would you word this? Out of alignment. Out of alignment. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that's one way of saying it. I would like to be more specific. Okay. What are you, what are you, is it? Are you so, I mean, like even abusive situations. Okay. How would you wear that? While you think about that, I'll continue sure. with my Go point. For it. So, for instance, in a hall where people are, are treating you in a way that you probably don't prefer, that might be sometimes people will say, Why am I not creating this in my life? And yet you're still choosing to be in a home environment where these things are going on mm -hmm. and you're not able to really thrive. You're choosing that. Mm -hmm. So why would you choose that if, you know, whether you think that's the culprit of, of why you're not creating or not, all your environments in my experience, all my environments, they, they need to support me. They are created to support me in being the creator. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I start at the base level. It's like, you want this, what does your life look like? Mm -hmm. What are you choosing in your life? everywhere. What do you actually want to choose? If you want to choose the highest work, most people are, are, are lacking so much in, in their um, comprehension of communication. Today, it's like I seamlessly like our relationships, and it's almost so much love and compassion that it's like like me like me not letting them go would be not me not loving them. Mm -hmm. And it's just like it's really just kind of what we said about relationships. It's like that deep inner knowing that this isn't a relationship that no longer serves me. So like, how often do we hang on to like our friends from like? 
high school and college and stuff like that, which is like, this is my clique, but like you guys have just like a relationship where two people are growing apart from each other. Like you've grown apart from your friends. Like your goals don't match anymore. Your commitments don't match anymore. And now it's like, you're fucking arguing about like, what's the proper commitment to have instead of just going to find people who are aligned with that commitment and want to support yes. you in your dream life. Yes. So it's like, you know, changing your environment could be everything for somebody. That's why like moving is so therapeutic for a lot of people or traveling yeah. is so therapeutic. Choose your environments wisely. Mm-hmm. Choose your values wisely and mm-hmm. stick to those values. Totally. And it, and it's like, and it's almost like, do not fuck with your integrity. Do not fuck with your commitments. If like, you know, internally, everybody does their truth about who they are and what they're about. And if your environment is not supportive of that, it is time to consider that there's some people you got to let go of. And burn those bridges, but burn them with like kindness. Don't like leave a shitstorm behind you because then you're gonna have to go back and clean that. It will that. still be and part of your yeah, environment. exactly. It'll it, it'll it'll feed and it'll mm-hmm. show up in different ways. It's like when you have an argument in a relationship and you guys don't actually deal with the argument, you sweep it under the rug, and then right. you start arguing about other stuff, and you're like. You're in that argument and you're like, what the fuck are we arguing about? Because like, you're not talking about the actual issue. So it never got transmuted and relationships are, they're all like that. Yeah. So to get back to the steps set up, if you want to create something in life and you're maybe experiencing more chaos than actual creation, you know, look at your environments Mm -hmm. on a base level, um, to create human safety, safety for your brain that just wants to, to be safe Mm -hmm. and survive. And then thus you will be able to create expansive environments, mm-hmm. expansive space around you so that you can receive what you're to receive messages, gifts, miracles, people, activations. It's, it's not that difficult. It's not, it's, it's, it's simple. It's simple. Yeah. It is simple. Once like the experience is in that maybe not easy to have the experience. Well, I'll say this about safety. So something that, um, when I was in Columbia happened down there mm-hmm. is I got that, my ego is kind of a hero. Mm-hmm. I read a book called Ego is the Enemy last year. Or I should say I started reading it and I, I could just, it just didn't vibe for me. Cause I'm like, it's the, the worst thing I, I felt that you can do is turn ego into the enemy. Because now you're adding <laughs> resistance. You're activating your ego, right? By telling it to go fuck itself. I did that for 10 years. I know exactly what that does. So I was sitting there going like, wow, I should have so much appreciation for this mechanism. Like I'm here breathing, living in this experience because of everything that it's provided for me. So I started like hugging my ego and being like, Oh my God, thank you for all the work you do. I have to ask for anything. Yeah. It's constantly on constantly protecting me. It's like the best mother and father figure I could ever fucking ask for. And it's like, if I start making it my enemy, then I'm literally like, it's an argument going, what the fuck, man? I'm doing everything for you. Fuck you. Right. And it starts having that relationship you with you. become your enemy. Exactly. So it's like, just to have that appreciation for understanding of like how much it's taking care of you and always knowing and understanding the limitation of all your mechanisms. Cause everything has both like, it's like your greatest strength is your greatest weakness. Your ego has great strengths too, but it has crazy weaknesses also when you want to manifest. Right. So it's like, if it's not aligned, but part of giving it gratitude, is it going like, Oh, I'm appreciated. Mm-hmm. Just like, I'm, cause the ego is like a little kid. If you don't appreciate a little kid, if you don't appreciate any of us, we all lose our fucking minds. Yeah. Like part of being human is like, look at me and appreciate me, please. Mm-hmm. So it's like the ego needs to just be like, hi baby. Like, Oh, I'm so happy for all the work that you've provided. In my-. And it's like, Oh really? Thank you so much. Now it shuts the fuck up. <laughs> it keeps, it keeps talking because we don't actually listen. Yeah. If you actually listen and create a context <laughs> with it, like you can talk as much as you fucking want. I'm the observer and I'll choose what actually comes out of my mouth, right? Because that's going to create my reality. 
Right. Your ego doesn't get to choose that. And if you don't take responsibility for the fact that you are the voice, pretending like it's the one fucking creating, then you're the victim and it's the villain in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And in every relationship, there's a victim and a villain. And the more you go into victim, the more your ego will go into villain. Right. So it's just playing that role because you're asking it to play that role. Mm -hmm. That's it. You can have total peace with your ego. And that was all, that whole thing just now was from the word safety. Safety. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's safe, right? It's like, oh, great. Thanks. I'm doing my job. I appreciate that. Just hear yourself, see yourself. You keep using the word mechanism. I, I know I get what that means. I think a lot of other people might have yet to learn what that means. Yeah. I I think the body, I I think of the body and the programming inside as like software Mm -hmm. and the body is like the hardware running it. Doesn't mean that it is you. Um, it means it's the unconscious. It, you've picked up conversations from society and your parents and television and everything in your past that you've adopted as your own mm-hmm. that you most likely have not actually examined yourself. Okay. As whether it's your truth or not. So, so that's created some kind of machinery and mechanism within you that's yeah. playing itself out. But you're actually playing out historical memories that are not even your own. Okay. That's the, that's the, yeah. the sweet spot there. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. The word mechanism means that our body biologically is meant to work a certain way. Mm-hmm. And part of that is the ego. It's to keep us alive, to allow us to make choices, to make meanings that, mm-hmm. that best serve us, um, to take on ideas from outside and ask if that works for us to, to keep us alive. Yeah. I think I said that already. Mm-hmm. And the mechanism, it, to know as a creator, you are a creator, that you have a mechanism within you it doesn't necessarily mean that all the things within that, that this mechanism is continuing to churn out is fully like who you are yeah. and who you can choose to be tomorrow, today, tomorrow in the future. So, you know, I just wanted to create a little clarity yeah. around the word mechanism. I think there's a lot of magic to be understood and gotten there. Yeah. So another way to think about it is when I think of mechanism, I think of phenomena mm-hmm. also at the same time. So there are um, natural and universal law phenomenons mm-hmm. that are happening to you, mm-hmm. it's like having a blindfold on. You don't even, you're not even aware of choices that you could be making because you're not aware of the phenomenon at play. It's like playing a game without actually knowing the rules. Right. So, so that's unconscious. It's, un, it's unconsciousness. So like just being aware of certain phenomenology, including like observing the mind, you're not the mind, that's mm-hmm. a phenomenon at play. Um, it creates all these blind spots, right? And if you're driving a car and there's a blind spot, whether or not you're aware of the car phenomenon next to you, if you turn into the lane, you're still going to cause an accident. And that's what, how most people are living. There's blind spots. They keep turning the, the wheel. Mm-hmm. The car keeps going into the next car. They keep crashing. They don't know why. And it's just an undistinguished phenomenon that the moment it becomes part of your awareness, you now have new choices. And that's why I'm saying you don't actually have to understand anything we're talking about. You just have to like be like, oh, Interesting. They're talking about phenomenon. I oh, I've noticed that in my life too. That yes. noticing, will, noticing will begin transforming your entire life. Noticing is so magical. That's it. And and you've all seen this at play in your life when you want something to purchase something. You see this with cars, just because they're everywhere. Like you'll be driving down on the highway and you'll see like a, a car that you never noticed before, and you're like, oh, that's a really cute car. Maybe you choose like subconsciously that you're gonna buy it or that you're gonna go check it out. You go to bed that night, you wake up the next morning, and that car is fucking everywhere. That happened to me this week. Like um, somebody uh, ran into my car, like fucked up my bumper. I brought my car in to get fixed and they gave me this giant truck. Um, <laughs> and now ever since I had drove that truck for the last few days, everywhere I look, I see this truck. <laughs> truck. Yeah. Right. So that's it. It was just, it was just the noticing and it, and it occurs like an opportunity to observe, transform, blah, 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 blah. And that's how transformation works. You don't have to do shit. 
All you have to do is notice. And the moment you start noticing and being open to phenomenon, you will start seeing them and it'll appear as the experience of having choices that you were not aware of before. Right. That changes your life. Noticing is, is one of my favorite things to do. It's almost like, like I said earlier, going into the candy store. It's like, oh my God, I noticed that I'm doing this cute little thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to watch myself do it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like my mechanism in my mind. Um, and I'm looking for like an example. I might be able to give it sweet. But... Well, I, I just, while you're thinking of that, I also want to put into place like, Using that kind of languaging. So like, um, you're angry with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Not being like, I'm angry at you. I'm noticing that I'm experiencing anger. Yes. I notice that I'm not happy right now or not fulfilled right now. It's just noticing the energy that's there. It's not, you're not the energy. Saying like, saying like, I'm angry is creating like, you're the being of anger. Like you encapsulate anger and it doesn't give you room like there's a way out. Right. Because you're like creating yourself as that. Yeah. But saying I'm angry is a misnomer. It's like saying I am shoe. Right. Right? And you can't, you're not a fucking shoe. You have a shoe. You're having anger. You're noticing anger. You're, you're noticing this. You're noticing that. And that's it. So, but when you use that language, it occurs in the experience like it's here and it's going to go away. It's a passing phase. Right. right? And yeah. the other side of that that I think is so magical is when you're using language like I'm noticing that I'm feeling this or that this is happening, you're owning what's going on here. And if you're noticing that you might be feeling what you could call anger, you're also not putting that on another person. Mm -hmm. So if you're angry with your spouse and you word it in a way, I'm noticing some anger and I think it might have to do with, with what's going on with my relationship with you or like, like it's, it's like we could say, Oh, it's really interesting. You're not making it someone else's responsibility to process that experience within you. Right. So important in relationship. Yeah. It could it could be the reason why you break up or stay together. 100%. Own your own experiences. Notice what's going on in here and take responsibility for it. Yeah. Have a, have a deep inner knowing that no one's actually ever activating you. Like like no one can cause an emotional response within you that hasn't already been there. Mm-hmm. So if you like, get angry at your spouse, like you can't tell me that's the first time you've experienced that kind of anger. It's happened like tens of thousands of times in your life before. Now that situation may have catalyzed it or some, some, some subconscious trigger that you may have not even noticed or some buildup of subconscious triggers that was building and then like pops mm-hmm. and fires off. And then you're like in the experience and they're not creating it. So when you're saying like, I'm noticing this, it's not personal to them. You're not being like, you caused this to me. It's like, I'm noticing in this moment, this is happening to me. And I get that you didn't create this. And now if we can openly talk about that, you'll transmute yeah. it. Uh, but yeah. you have to build that context with the other person. So they don't, if they take it personal, it becomes about them. And now you're both fucking dealing with what you're noticing. So right. it's like the other person needs to be like a blank canvas for you that they're just like, okay, well, I, I got that. You're noticing that. And that's it. And just listening to them as they unfold and unpack yeah. it. Once they do, boom, it's gone. And then re- recognizing that if you're in a partnership and you're on the same side, you can also ask like, hey, I'm noticing this thing. Can you please just like listen to me? I don't want to feel this way. Right. Like, can you be a, a sounding board? This, mm-hmm. I don't think this is really about you. And if it is, we'll talk about it. And by the way, this is why men and women have such issues. Because women actually communicate this way. Mm-hmm. And get to, th- to be like, they're thinking this about me mm-hmm. and this needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And women are, are really just wanting to you to experience with them what's yeah. happening. They're not saying it like, this is what's happening for me and it's real and it's tangible and da-da-da-da-da. And maybe they, maybe they are communicating that sometimes. 
But generally speaking, they're so in their sensational feeling that they're coming from there. Yeah. Where men, it's like logic brained, and and that's it. We just start making the men make the man makes it real, and then the woman's like, oh, it's real, and then she starts like dealing with that, and it doesn't work. And as he's talking about this, I'm like feeling that in my body. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. all those times in my past where me as a woman was trying to speak into how I was feeling and then seeing the man in front of me, like taking that in real. a way yeah. that made it mean something about him and his ability to be a man for me. It's mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. right. And then, it, and then so it becomes gross. like, and then it becomes all about that person where it's like the person's trying to transmute something like heal themselves. And then you make it all about you and nothing gets healed. And yeah. now you're both triggered and yeah. activated and redoing your automation. Okay. Yeah. So I want to take this, uh, opportunity and like focus on what i feel and i'm laughing because it is also a form of of a release Mm -hmm. um but i have this like this uh like bubbling in my stomach Mm. it's a sensation and like i feel like i want to scream i feel like i want to cry um it feels like like it's coming out of my throat like i could also like i think it's more of a Mm-hmm. And, you know, I created this by, you know, what's going on in my head, listening to this conversation. I am being in the past mm-hmm. right now. It's a choice mm-hmm. um, of, of all those times where I might have had a miscommunication with a man that I loved and really just wanted to understand and be with and be a partner with. And it turned into something that was just like, you're not doing this. I'm yeah. feeling this. Oh, how dare you nag at me? And how dare you like call me this? I don't feel like a man for you. And just, I'm using words that are very like societal, yeah, yeah, yeah. like archetype based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm making that's turning into a sensation in my body. And I recognize with my own awareness of my mechanism is that this feeling, uh, is temporary mm. and I know myself enough to be able to release that in a way which where I only really experienced this for like up to 20 seconds to seven minutes to 20 minutes. I let it out. I don't make it mean anything about me. And then I move mm-hmm. on my day. And it's really, you know, I think the activation is like you said, it's all these like past relationships that maybe went unexamined. So yeah. that like those experiences haven't been fully felt. And it's like, and it's, the body knows yeah. truth. So it's like, oh, that experience. And it's like, <laughs> right? And here's an opportunity to fully experience it and start breaking down the neuronal neuronal pathways around relationships of the past, which provides all new space for you to exam- uh, like re-explore relationships with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So beautiful. It's the value that I have that's underneath all of this, why I'm like experiencing this right now is that I love men so much. I don't ever want them to feel misunderstood. Mm. I don't ever want men to feel emasculated, especially if it has to do with me and my actions and my choices. Mm. So there have been times where there have been misunderstandings and the men did walk away thinking there was something wrong with them. Never my intention. It's it, So it hurts to think about that. And yeah. then I'm creating that in my body right now. Feels like I want to scream. Feels like I want to cry. And it's this collective, like, value of really loving and honoring men and seeing that men really deserve and like to, to be honored. Like they're here for a purpose and, and just, I mean, this is a whole other conversation, but I just, I'm so passionate about that. And so, you know, this sensation is also tied to the collective value Mm -hmm. of loving men and, and not wanting to create pain there. Yeah. 
Awesome. So just telling you that now, like process all yeah, of that. Exactly. I don't need to cough, which I was actually thinking. I'm like, should I cough on this video? No, I don't need to do that yeah. right now. Um, I want to finish out the, the steps here. Okay. Um, so we talked about environment and safety and creating a life of expansion. All your environment, setting up all your environments so that you can be expanded and feeling joy and having the space to create anything that you want to create. Mm -hmm. Set up your environments. Mm -hmm. The second thing is really learning. Um, I didn't write the language here. It's learning the language, conscious languaging. Mm -hmm. Is that what you called it? Yeah. And then the technology within you, the intelligence of your body to experience what truth might actually feel like to you mm -hmm. and being able to apply that to is this the right person for me in this relationship? Is this the right career? Somebody just said something about me. Does that actually resonate with me? Um, or am I going to just believe what they say? Right. And then the second one is based off of what you learn about how you work, your body intelligence, um, learning what it really feels like to step into that truth and be that truth, your truth comes wisdom. Um, I will have a definition, uh, something that I heard a little while ago I can define it. about the, the creation of wisdom is when something like optimizes into something else. I can define yeah. it. Or at least, uh, so, um, if you look at, uh, experience alone, uh, without information, you get negligence. If you have information, but not experience, then you have philosophy. When you marry experience with information, yes, then you get wisdom. Yes. Okay. okay. Great. Does that work? That makes sense. And there's another version that I really love, and I, it's it's something like when a past experience, mm -hmm. um, when you think about it in the present moment, there's no more like emotional no reaction trigger. to it. Yeah, absolutely. To where you know, if you were uh, hit as a child in your childhood. Um, to where when you think about it and talk about it in the present day, that it's no longer about the pain. It's no longer about the suffering or the, mm -hmm. the victim mentality. And it's more uh, about like sure. sharing, um, expansion, mm -hmm. uh, sharing wisdom of a lesson learned mm -hmm. and the emotional response, like whatever, uh, negative emotional response it's, it's just no longer there. Yeah. It's like taking a, a, a book, writing in the book, what, what happened, yeah. putting it on the bookshelf and it's there mm -hmm. and you can like access it, right. but you're no longer like in the yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah. So I'll use an example. Um, my childhood was, um, there were a few times where I experienced some, someone in my family, like choosing to hit me mm -hmm. a lot, um, in not the most loving way. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember it was last year I was sharing this with a man and telling him about the story and also following up the story with, wow, I, this person that I had experience with, I actually really love and appreciate them today. Mm. And here's why. And the man just is just like, he's like, oh, you have unprocessed stuff mm. without experience because you're not emotional about it right now. And I had to ask myself, I'm like, is that true? Like, I feel really great when I talk about this. I feel neutral. I don't feel activated in a way that maybe the average person would be. Uh, but is it true that I have unprocessed feelings about this or unprocessed shit? Or am I actually, have I found wisdom in this experience? Mm. And then, you know, 
six months later, I'm like, this to- I totally found wisdom in that experience. Mm. I had a, a very metaphysical awakening experience where I woke up and I looked at my whole family and saw them as like gods. Mm. And I, I, I love saying this. I didn't choose to forgive them. I became forgiveness. Mm. Wow. I fully became that's forgiveness. Powerful. Yeah. Um, that's a fun one to contemplate. Yeah. I like that. Um, mm. So here's the thing. When you get to the, the point of wisdom, and wisdom can come through all day long, right? When you get to the point of wisdom, I think that is a really beautiful and magical place to create. You can create anywhere. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the most fun when I'm creating based off of some like nugget of wisdom I just like mm-hmm. found for myself or like uncovered or remembered. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I remember this thing. I'm going to go create based off of it now. And that's just like... That's, that's a very, like, I think this whole environment, creating safety, creating environments that can help you be expansive, understanding conscious languaging, understanding the way your body works, how, what does truth feel like for you, Mm -hmm. gaining the courage to choose that truth, no matter what shows up in front of you. Um, and then finding or uncovering wisdom Mm -hmm. in these experiences and then creating. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's I think, it. I think everyone has a secret to life now. Yep. What are you feeling right now for the people? <sighs> I feel like we made a really long video. <laughs> <laughs> How long is that? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out after. Okay. I, I think there's a lot of good stuff up here. You know, for for anybody, whether you watch in the beginning, the end, some parts that are connected for mm-hmm. you, if if you're willing to invest the time and look at it, and maybe even take some notes for yourself. There's some really practical things in here, and, and again, it's I'm not a big note taker. <laughs> Um, I, am. I, I know, I know some people are, uh, I think it's good to do kinesthetic work to mm-hmm. program stuff into the body. Uh, I tend to not read what I've written. I believe Oh, that, that's why I do it. Yeah. I only write notes because I know my brain is recording whatever I'm taking in, in a very different way. Totally. It's like, I'm, I'm remembering in two different ways. I'm remembering the actual thought and the experience and then I'm remembering the muscle writing. memory. Right. my fingers like yeah. literally doing this oh without a doubt kinesthetic mm-hmm. writing works right i was just gonna say like I, i'm always committed to i'll take what i can get mm-hmm. and not what i'm not from any experience like you'll hear what you need to hear and i think we get obsessed with trying to remember through memory and it's like if you don't like if you can't recall that thing immediately like it's not there for you or present or going to work for you where my experience has been that as long as you You've listened to something openly in the moments where it's important, that guidance will be there. It'll like pop up like a, like a card in the brain. It's like, okay, now it's time for this. Like, and and that information just becomes readily available to you. And just like really just trusting again, your body intelligence that it's going to know based on just listening to these conversations and the pathways that it's open and through observation and noticing and everything else we talked about that, like the experience is now going to grow and it will create and unfold itself as it does. And just like, again, it's like one of the, it's the next level of trust for me. It's like, why would I need to take notes if I'm divinely guided by yeah. the universe? And you're not going to die if you don't take notes. Yeah. Okay. I've proven that. That's one. what I'm saying. It's, it's, I'm not saying it's good or bad. <laughs> and everyone's themselves, but I see people get very obsessed with like information. I know like when people go to events, it's like the more they write in a notebook, the more value they feel like they get from the event. And then they never go back and read the notes. And it's like, okay, great. So you felt value and your life hasn't changed because you're not even applying the smallest principle in your life. That And sometimes a lot of people, when they're so focused on getting the information down, they don't, they don't get the experience right. in their cells in like a different way. And you could be missing something while you're writing yeah. that could actually make a difference for you. Mm-hmm. And instead of remaining open, like while you're writing, you're kind of closed. Yeah. So I think it works both ways. 
Um, just something to notice. And yeah, guys, look, we appreciate it. Um, I have one more. Yeah, thing. go ahead. <laughs> one more nugget for one all of you beautiful time. people. Um, this is something I've been contemplating for a while for myself. I haven't really been talking about it with a lot of people yet. And I, I'm working on writing a book. This is going to be a huge concept in that book. It's about all of this stuff that we talk about that's cool and expansive and multi-dimensions and angels and la, 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 la. It's great. I love my life. I love my experiences. And at the same time, I really want to talk more about loving exactly where you are, mm. respecting exactly where you are. Um, I'm part of a mastermind and, you know, there's these people of all different walks of life different education levels, different life levels. And, you know, somebody might be talking about something they experienced that's just so beautiful, expansive and connected. And another person on the other side of the room is they're like, why am I not experiencing it like that? I noticed that when, when people look at somebody else living mm -hmm. or being, and it's almost like they forget where they are and they, they aren't respecting where they are. Mm -hmm. They aren't even looking at where they are. So they don't have the space to understand where they are because they're focusing on where everybody else is. Mm -hmm. So that's a very simple like comparison concept, yeah. right? But there's another level to this. I just was like, uh, for me, comparison is the killer of transformation. Yes. Yeah. There's another level of this that I want to introduce into the conversation is that we are, we are meant to experience lessons with exactly where we are and we are experiencing them, period. I think that there's a lot of opportunity in understanding that if you don't just be where you are, you could superficially jump a level of growth and then experience a lot of unnecessary chaos that will eventually bring you back down to where you're gonna be anyways. Mm. And sometimes even lower. And and I don't mean lower in like a like a worse way, but it's just like be where you are. Don't try to be something else that looks more fun or looks more exciting or looks more novel. Mm -hmm. Surrender to the inch in front of you. Yeah, surrender to the inch in front of you. So if you're still feeling like you can't connect to other beings or you're not getting messages. I'll tell you right now, I spent three years trying to get messages and learning tools. And the day I decided, I said, fuck it. I'm done with, with intuition. And it really was done. I'm just like, I'm done with this. I'm done feeling like I'm not good enough. Like I'm not a good enough channel. Mm -hmm. I'm done. It took uh, a year and a half and then it finally just started flowing through. Mm -hmm. Allowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, being where you're at and even though you don't know the answers, to what that is supposed to look like. Just sit in it. Sit in it. I'm 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 like you. I feel like I've had a lot of experiences with deep deep depression. Depression where I was contemplating not being here anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um and then the ex the extreme, the opposite of that to where I'm like walking around with so much joy, allowing pleasure, allowing pleasure. Mm -hmm. And it's no matter whether I'm on one side of the spectrum or the other side, it's, it's reminding myself and I'm not a freaking guru by any means. 
Lauren, just be where you are. Mm -hmm. And not just be where I am. I want to choose to love where Enjoy I am. Enjoy it. Gratitude. Thank you where I am. Right. And I'm not meaning like, you know, how a lot of people have their internet memes like, Joy is the way to go. Be in gratitude. La la la. I mean, from the bodily sensations, cellular level, and just soaking in the gratitude mm -hmm. and love and radiating love. Sometimes it takes a process to get yourself to that state, right? Sometimes it doesn't just happen. This isn't like, you know, there are people who are advanced who could just go, love, I'm love, done. And then for some people, it could take an hour of meditation to get to mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. that's, an, that's what I'm talking about with bodily intelligence. That's mm -hmm. why we talked about that today. Well, you got to start somewhere. If I go to the gym yes. and I ask you to work out a muscle, like that first time there, you're going to be a shaky fucking mess and you're not going to know how to hold the muscle and mm -hmm. like have a proper alignment and doing an exercise. But with practice, that's going to be extra time. So it's like, this is the same thing. Like sensationary uh, awareness is a practice. Mm -hmm. So like, not just like talking about gratitude or doing positive thing, which just total shit ps so it's like what we're talking about is like cleaning out the shit so that you can taste the whipped cream so you can allow for that pleasure go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off no it, it's it's totally fine so uh at the end of the day it's to constantly remind myself just be really love where i am um sometimes when i hear people talk about their experiences and it's confusing like i'll say a lot of guys videos in my experience like i get them because i just i live that life and I'm like, oh man, you know, sometimes I listen to material and it's like, oh, I'm not understanding any of this. I'm not getting it. I shouldn't be listening to it. That's actually not true for me. Yeah. You know, guy, you've been explicit about the fact that like, no, dude, you don't need to do anything. Just allow this to be a transmission. Mm -hmm. Allow it to be what it is, but be a part of it if you yeah. want to. Dance with it. And so that's another version of loving where you are and saying if guy... If guy's information is in front of me and I just so happen to have clicked on it, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be present with this. I don't need to understand every single word that's coming out of his mouth. I, I'm right here where I am and slowly or quickly over time, I'm going to get this information. Not making yourself wrong for not understanding, for not having the answers, mm -hmm. for not feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. Love and, where you And are. not making that mean that you're stupid or not worthy or anything else that comes along with that. Because it's just, it's not, it's just not so, right? You're just, you're just in the experience. You are where you are. You're not mm -hmm. where you're not. And that's pretty much what it all comes down to. Oh, no. Okay. I think with that said, now that we're making love to cat, <laughs> hopefully you guys got a lot of value from, from being here with us and you're present enough. I know it's Sunday and hopefully you're, you're somewhere relaxing and enjoying yourself. And we really just invite you. I think my, take my like request for you is allow pleasure. You know, we're so easy, we're so quick to allow pain and trauma. Yeah. And we really don't like pleasure. And like every experience of life could be like an ecstatic orgasm, orgasm if you want to be. You can really reprogram the entire body and sensational experiences that you're having to be love and pleasure. It's, it's just that we've created all these distinctions about what different sensations in the body means. And you really can go into the programming and realign yourself to any sensation and any meaning you want to give it. And that's such good news. And I just want to end it with this also. And, and Lauren say her two cents. Um, we have this conversation that genes are being passed down. Like your parents are passing down genes like alcoholism. We've through science have proven that none of that is true. Like genes are not passed down. There's, there's an element where they're at play and they affect you. And around age eight, when the logic mind kicks in and you start having different kind of awareness that you can directly impact 
the there's two hundred and no two thousand I don't remember twenty five thousand different genomes. It's like like on off switches basically, mm-hmm. and all of that is predicated on your belief systems. Right. All of it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, hold on a second. Yeah. I just I want to be super accurate here. Yeah. I don't want to say that genes are not passed down. No, they are, and. What we're what they're finding through science is like you, like you are the placebo and Joe Dispenza. Yes. He talks about this a lot. You can literally where just it's like they're like you're what they've really passed down is a conversation through the genes, is an experience through that. the genes, and it's just a conversation yeah. that your family has passed down to you. You can get responsible for and transmute that ancestral conversation and literally alter the function of the gene. Yes, which means you can shut off or turn on the gene. As you will through your sheer consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Like 20 years ago, we didn't know that the brain was plastic. We thought that once you program something in, it programmed in, then we got fMRI machines and we're like, holy fuck, you can reprogram this thing. There's unlimited cells, it's regenerating all the time. Now we're kind of discovering the same thing with the genes. And I imagine we can pretty much rediscover that about the whole universe. Like the whole universe is available for us to recreate. And we were talking about it outside that, like, uh, an, uh, a visual that really works for me is like looking at the universe like a tapestry mm-hmm. of a spider's web and we're all like little spiders on it and every thought you have every action you take everything that you say everything that you feel is sending out a vibration through the web every person's action on this planet and through this universe is literally completely altering the future through which we're living into the butterfly effect that's, right that's a little advanced yeah so anyway but it's something to be interested about as a level of responsibility that you have to the consciousness of the greater collective yeah. um and it's just like that and it's not pressure it's just like awareness like wow I, I really have a huge impact in the collective everything i act and do and say and feel yeah. and all that stuff is really impacting our future as a as a as a one um and and just like living with that that that's how powerful you are i think that's special mm-hmm. um and be and not having this like passive like what i do doesn't matter or what i say doesn't matter or what i feel doesn't matter or how i lead people doesn't matter yeah it does so when you choose to eat that chocolate ice cream mm-hmm. you are affecting the world for the positive yeah how <laughs> many positive society <laughs> yeah and, and to finish off like the pleasure mm-hmm. thing like experience more pleasure. I think, uh, for some people who may, um, be like, ah, pleasure. I think what comes before that might be the the choice to be self-expressed. Liberated self-expression. Choosing to express yourself. Mm -hmm. In in ways that you may have not explored before. Yeah. Can we do another video on that? I have a whole like six hours for that one. I'm all about liberated self-expression these days. Um, And yeah, I think you guys have probably been watching some of my stuff and and, like I am stepping out in new ways Mm because even I want to explore my body and my voice and dancing and all my creative outlets that feel good in new new ways. There's something really unique. And again, we're talking about flow states. Mm -hmm. I am finding that the more I step into my creativity, the more flow state, like I spend more time in flow state. And then, like, like when I dance, I, I get, like, yeah. inspired. Like, literally, like, in spirit mm-hmm. channeling coming through me. He's getting younger. I literally have gotten fucking younger. Like, <laughs> I, I, I look five years younger than I did, like, a few weeks ago. And I'm, and I'm telling you, it's bodily intelligence. Like, making requests, being like, I, I'm a 25-year-old. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm back to my high school weight. And, and it's been effortless. Slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been effortless for me. Like, I'm in the best shape of my life. Like, there's abundance around money with me. Uh, everything has been... You know, like giving up the context that it has to be hard, like giving it up. Nothing is hard in this universe. Everything right. is available to us all the time in the singularity. So it's like having that singularity mindset, which again, is super another advanced. Video. it's a very advanced, advanced <laughs> singularity. thing. Uh, but you know, in a simple way, just give up that it has to be hard. Yeah. Stop being right about that. It needs to be hard. 
um, and just see what you notice, right? It's not about like yeah. finding the right answer. It's like, what do you notice now? Well, I, I want to be able to, to end this soon. And I also want to ask you like about the word hard. Cause I, I, there are some words that might seem like not conscious language that I've actually found harmony with. Okay. Hard is one of them. Okay. I've accepted hard in my life as something fucking beautiful. Okay. And something that I can create with as well. I think difficult would be more accurate because okay. hard is a density. Okay. Like it's like a thickness yeah. more than like a difficulty and achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like difficult would be more, but I would just say like have a context like for a week discomfort, like uncomfortable. Yeah. That's a good, it's, it's word. always uncomfortable. Life is uncomfortable and like get comfortable with it being uncomfortable. Stop trying to make it comfortable. And um, even the word intense, like it feels uncomfortable and very intense. Yeah. So like when people say intense for me, I always hear like, it's like a negative thing where like uh-huh. intensity never occurs to me as I love a bad intensity. thing. So people will tell it be like often, like it's the feedback I get, like I'm intense on this. Um, I never really have an issue with that. I'm like, mm-hmm. even intense experiences for me, like there's there's pleasure in intensity. Like it's like it allows me to heighten my emotional experience a lot of times. Puts me like in uh, like when I teach, I get very intense and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I love it. Like for me, that's uh, there's a genius in there for me. All right, we can go on forever. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll end it there. Thank you for joining us. And uh, if you got value from this, please share it. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.